Last time on Eidolon Oyster, we were introduced to the staff of Soul Care, Doctors Pyre, Harper, and Larch, as well as Orderly Sam Doric, each of whom has received an Eidolon via a ritual performed by one Matt Fisher. After some hijinks exploring the medical convention they were attending, they received unexpected news. CEO of Soul Care Matt Fisher had been attacked, and he's in critical condition. you arrive in the middle of the night at Soul Care Hospital, and you are immediately greeted by the detective who called you. Hello everybody, my name is Detective Percy Gemini. We need to talk about the circumstances of this attack, but right now, I need you to get Matt Fisher stabilized. Wait, stable? I thought you said he was killed. Yeah, I thought you said he was dead. He will be soon if you don't get in there. He was stabbed and he's doing very bad, and he called for you specifically. Why didn't you tell us he was still alive? We could have gotten here faster. Yeah, I stopped for like food. Anyway, I'm eating a I'm eating a Big Mac right now. <laughs> I like shove past the cop to like get in there. While while y'all were admonishing the cop, Sam was already uh, reaching into their pack and getting out some uh, some gloves and um, uh, a little a little portable kit of uh, surgical supplies. Sam, have you ever done surgery before? Oh, no, Sam is not planning to do any of the actual work. Sam's just getting all the stuff prepped for them, because that's where Sam excels. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm pushing into the room and just, like, running to the, the patient. Uh, I think uh, Dr. Harper is like, a, you know, surgery's not really my thing, but sure, I'll go in there. Yeah, can I investigate uh, the the patient? Please investigate. What's your um, gen? My gen is uh, three. Okie doke. The Chariot, the High Priestess, and the World. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's go with the High Priestess. What complication should I be wary of? Well, the biggest complication that's immediately apparent to you is that he did get stabbed with some sort of lance-like object in his crotch. And you can okay. see that there is oh. blood pouring out of that wound. So that's that's kind of the most immediate complication. Okay, but it doesn't seem like there's, like, the the obvious problem is the problem. There's not, like, a secondary issue going on here. If you try to tug at the lance a little bit, you can see that it's not something that you can just tug out easily. It's, like, in there. Okay. Um, I guess for reference, that also means that if he's not dead, then my Eidolon is activating as I'm getting close to him. And uh, like, Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, my own uh, pubic region is now <sighs> just, like, burning with pain. 
Hate that for you. Uh. Yeah, I hate it for me too. Um, okay, uh, let's go with the chariot. Um, I mean, I feel like I know what happened here recently. <laughs> um, hey, details could help. Yeah, I'll ask what happened here recently to see if I can get anything beyond the obvious. Okay. You can tell that he wasn't brought here as fast as he could have been. It looks like he was stabbed about an hour ago, and you were called about 20 minutes ago. So that introduces the question of what was happening in those 40 minutes. Okay, okay. Um, and then the world, what weaknesses can I exploit? What weaknesses can you exploit for positive cards, the world even? I think because of your sympathetic pain power, you are able to feel exactly what he's feeling down to the very specific elements of the lance. And you can tell that it's not just the shaft of the lance that's hurting, there are also burrs at the end that are sticking it inside. And those burrs are sticking it inside, but they're not going to be as solid as the metal that the lance is made out of. So if you can somehow break those burrs, then you will probably be able to remove the lance. <sighs> Alright, shit. Um... By the way, Dr. Pyre. Yes. When, when you feel the sympathetic pain, is it just pain or does it also hurt you? Um, I'm not sure I understand the question. Like, are you physically harmed when you feel this? Uh, not directly. So I think as I am prepping here, my Eidolon burning for you, um, like, manifests uh, behind me. It is a sort of wooden, not a mannequin. Well, yeah, sure, a wooden mannequin that is just sort of floating in the air, reclined at, like, a 45-degree angle. It's completely inarticulated. It's just one solid piece of wood without a lot of, um fine detail like the individual fingers are not carved into the hand it's almost like it's got like mittens there's no facial features uh but what is carved into it are lots of lines connecting like points of energy on a body which are represented with uh large like circles carved into the surface of the uh the mannequin and right now one of those at the like uh hips is has like a large um uh, fire burning, and uh, as, like, a line of uh, magical smoke kind of comes off of that, then yes, I am feeling, it is as though my own, like, hip region is on fire, um, but the actual, like, damage, I guess, is being represented on the Eidolon, not on me. Is it difficult to focus when you are feeling this excruciating pain? Uh, it can be, yeah. Okay, please advance your damage track to Winded. Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, I think I turn to uh, Sam and just say, all right, he's got, uh, th there's burrs at the tip of this. We're going to need to cut a bigger hole to get at them and break them off. We're not going to be able to pull it out of him. Otherwise, if we try, we'll just make this worse. Uh, Sam nods and, uh, you know, has the kit ready to go, waiting for you to ask for whatever tools you need. Right, and me, Luke, of course, knows exactly which surgical tools to call for in this kind of situation. That's right. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's some kind of, like... I know there is, I just don't know what you would call it. The thing that you use to sort of, like, pull... Like, when they cut you open on in the surgery and they have the, the little, like, hooks they use to pull the uh, incision wider to get in there. Like a spreader. 
Yeah, yeah, spreader. Yes, thank you, Lexi. I'm I'm mostly thinking of them in the context of specifically rib spreaders, which I hate thinking about, but I would assume the concept's the same for other. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I imagine just a small little tool with a little hooked end that I can sort of insert into the edge of the wound and gently tug it back wider to try to get at the the tip of it. All right, Sam hands it to you. Yeah, and I, I try to get in there and, and open the wound wide enough that I can see the uh, the bird tip. How far into him is it going? It's about six inches into him. Six inches, okay. Yeah, how big is this lance in general? Yeah, I guess that's a good question. Yeah, when you say lance... It is it is not that big. It's about a foot-long lance, which I guess... It, it, no, that's that's pretty big. That's pretty yeah, long. I mean, by lance standards, it's pretty not large. a jousting lance. Yeah. <laughs> When I heard Lance, I assumed, like, a surgical. Yeah, yeah. No, th- this looks more like a medieval weapon. You think so? Okay, somebody, like, stabbed him for real, for real. Yeah, this is like an antique medieval lance. Okay. Then, yeah, with, with one hand, I am trying to kind of open the wound wider, and then with my other, I'm kind of just trying to reach my fingers in there to feel around for the burrs. I think this would be a challenge fate, Ellie. That makes sense to me. My Ellie is too. The Empress and Judgment. Well, I guess I'm going with the Empress. Would not like my mistakes to catch up to me right now. Okay, you create something. I think you successfully create the opening that you're looking at, but Mm. what you can see now is that there is some kind of poison seeping out of the tips of the burrs. Shit. And clearly, this has probably poisoned Matt significantly, but you also need to be careful to not get poisoned by it. Ah, shit, he has uh, been poisoned. Um, Is there a way to identify what kind of poison it was? Actually, Dr. Large, deal in for me. I forgot to make you deal in. Yeah, I was about to say, when should I deal in? Okay, deal in. I'll give you Alchemist, Virtuoso, and Conductor. Alchemist, Virtuoso, and Conductor. Let me see. Virtuoso. Let me do Virtuoso. Cosmo Rule Lump Controls. Okay. And what does does this one do? This one is... uh, My Eidolon is a real physical garden trowel, and through it I can push my mastery of gardening beyond their physical limits, allowing me to turn any wound into my garden. Okay. Sounds useful. Let's let's hope so. (laughs) Also, I don't know if I should do this now, but... Uh, my move, Pair of Aces. Once per session, when you deal in and choose an active playbook that matches the playbook of another player, you both take one forward. Uh, Lexi, I think you also have a Virtuoso, right? Yeah, Lexi's a Virtuoso. Okay. I think I am horrified if you're approaching this body with a gardening trowel. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. They walk up and they're like, oh yeah, it's Cyril. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's got it's got dirt on it, but uh, yeah, no, that's sterile dirt. You simply have to remove the poisons. Uh, if I can identify them, then I can maybe seed a plant in there to so, to leach out the poisons from his body. What do you know about uh, poisons, Doctor Larch? Um, well, the thing about poison is, uh, you know, in old medical times, uh, what is it, the word for poison is the same for medicine. That uh. Any poison, too much of a, of a medicine becomes a poison, too little of a poison becomes a medicine. Is that a thing? Um, so they know that in a broad sense. Um, they know the human body can um, 
ingests a lot of things that uh, Large would consider poisons. Um, but I think specifically about this poison, I, I don't know. So I think I'd do an investigate to see what I know. Dr. Larch very much believes in the hair of the dog that bit you. Yes. Okay, if you're trying to identify this poison, I, that's not an investigate exactly. Maybe a challenge fate gen? Yeah, I can do that. Challenge fate gen. And I, 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 the, the, the look of this is touching with a garden trowel and then like pulling up a piece of flesh as if it was in a turn of the soil in my hand and like sniffing it. Okay. You have one gen plus your one forward. So that's the emperor yes. and the wheel of fortune. Oh, no. That's a shame. That's that's a damn shame. Uh, <laughs> the emperor is the emperor is your dissonant, yep. right? Yep. What's your dissonant effect? Uh, you go all in and lose it all. Spirit embodying the cause of the luck will emerge from the undertow as described by the GM and bestow a curse upon yes. you. Draw one less card next time you make a move. The luck spirit will remain in this world until you play a neutral <laughs> or positive card. This is beautiful. Let's go. Me. Okay, Doctor Larch, what are you wearing? Uh, I think still wearing the lab coat and, um, I think a turtleneck with, like, um, some kind of, uh, amulet thing. Okay. I think a snake slithers out from the back of your lab coats and sort of gently wraps itself around your neck. It's not trying to choke you, it's just, you know, finding a place to rest on. And it says, well, howdy there, partner. Seems like you're in a rough situation. Hello, partner? A little freaked out. Looks like you were trying to identify some kind of deadly poison or venom here, weren't you? Oh, yes. Could you help me with that? Oh, yeah, sure. I can help you. I can help you. But, uh, you know, the best way to identify something is to experience it yourself. How, uh, how lucky do you feel today? I feel pretty lucky. Let's go. All right, I'm gonna bite you with the exact venom that is infecting this poor sap. Larch, what the hell are you doing? Larch push, puts their arm out, like, give it to me. Give me the, give me the juice. Now you're gonna have about a 10% chance to survive this within the next 12 hours. So, uh, you know, it's possible. Just depends on your luck, and it bites you. Alright, I'm just gonna hang out here and watch the show, and it slithers slithers to a corner. That snake helps me sometimes. <laughs> Who shows up? <laughs> I like I feel like, you know, in a surgery, the surgeon just kinda keeps working, but I'm like, no, I need to step back and let like Molly take a turn now. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that I wanted to talk to the police officer, actually. So if you want to do surgery stuff, you can do surgery stuff. Dr. Large, advance your damage track. Okay. Oop winded. You're gonna talk to the doctor, the the detective, I mean. Uh, yeah. If we want to do that first, Doctor Harper, is it? Yeah. And what what was your name again? My name is Detective Percy Gemini. Okay. Uh, great to meet you. Listen, what uh, what do we know about what happened? I mean, that's not a normal attack. Well, I was hoping to have a conversation with Mister Fisher since he admitted on stage that he had hired a known terrorist. But then when I found him in his penthouse apartment, he had already been stabbed. So you were the one who found him? That's right. Well, suspect. What are you saying? Did you see, did you see anybody else there? No, I just saw a broken case and a lance stabbed through him, and then I took him here. Broken case? Presumably where the lance was kept. It looks like something of an antique. Ah, uh, 
Shouldn't you be stabilizing him right now? I'm not a surgeon. What kind of doctor are you? Infectious disease. So, you're saying you're not useful in there? Well, no, I didn't say that. I'm saying it's not my specialty. <laughs> Dr. Harper, speaking as the narrator, aren't you supposed to be the greatest doctor? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, doctor, not surgeon. They're different things. So you you don't see a role for yourself in the surgery room, even though even Sam is in there. Sam is handing off tools. You want me to hand off tools? Is that, are you above that? Yes, I am. <laughs> Very well. Are you going to send a detective to go give out parking tickets? Is that what you're trying to get at here? It just seems to me like even if you're not a surgeon, you might have some something valuable to offer. I mean, that is your boss in there after all. Right, I'm trying to figure out what happened to him. Well, maybe you should just keep questioning the detective then, if that's the most useful thing you can do. I feel like you really want me to go into the surgery room. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I'm just questioning. Just as a player here, I feel like you're really pushing me I to go like do surgery. I like this antagonistic GM vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you keep questioning the detective, Dr. Harper? Uh, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's going to give me anything useful, so... Um... Okay, I can I can go join up with everybody then. How's the patient doing? I I think it might that be your job. That sounds like a question to... we ask you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you tell me. Let me rephrase. What are you doing to the patient? You opens you open the wounds. You see all the burrs. You saw the poison seeping out of the burrs. Doctor Larch is poison. Doctor Larch is starting to feel a little woozy, a little difficult to focus for you. And that's where we're at right now. Uh, yeah. Then I think. Step one, we got to get this lance out of there, and then we can focus on treating the poison. Um, so I am going to try to, now that I've got the, the wound widened up a little bit, gently extract it and get him uh, stitched up down here. Uh, Sam hands you some forceps. The one medical tool I actually know what it is and what it's for. There you go. Right, That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Seems like a perfect time for that. Something, something you don't want to maybe touch with your fingers. Yeah. Because you have to carefully extract it while not getting any of the poison on yourself, I am going to count this as a scrap. Okay. Hey, what's your, uh, pow? My pow is one, so that ain't great. The devil. Uh, I don't know I can't afford. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta Spicy. do that. Spicy. <laughs> Spicy. I, th I think this actually has a pretty clear, uh, interpretation. You get what you want at a price you can't afford. Yeah. Yeah, you get the lance out, and as you pull it out, the poison just starts, like, shooting out of the burrs and getting all over your arm and seeping into your skin. Advanced your damage track. Now two of the doctors <laughs> in this room have been poisoned. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Shit, goddammit. Uh, I can't focus on that right now. We gotta get this wound stitched. Um, then we can... The, the blood loss will kill him way before the poison does if we don't get this treated right. Uh. Yes, he is still bleeding a lot. That is definitely your yeah. next objective here. Yeah, I I need anything to soak up the blood. I need needle and thread. Yeah, I guess, can I come in now? Uh, I think Dr. Harper walks in and says, What? What is... I was gone for five <laughs> minutes. What did you guys do? Poison. Oh yeah, nothing can happen in the surgery room in five minutes. <laughs> well, generally, multiple people don't get poisoned within five minutes. You know, like, there's a lot of wounds on people who should not have wounds right now. Uh, so I think I'm justified in this. Poison. Trying to detect poison in the lance. Well, 
we've detected poison in the land. <laughs> kind of hard not to detect it at this point. Um, more, more to the point, uh, it's apparently very difficult to um, stop the lamp from poisoning things. However, this is a very delicate situation, so either help or just shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, he summons his Eidolon, uh, and all of the tools and like equipment are still in here, but the surgery room looks like the inside of a castle. Okay. Uh, and he's got little horsemen, tiny little dudes, because uh, they fight germs. Uh, he's going to go send them over to Dr. Larch to see if he can help identify or fight the poison. Are you trying to identify it or fight it? Uh, both? I mean, I guess identify and then I can fight it, but... Yeah, know thy enemy. I probably have more time than, uh, than Mark, so use me to identify it. The snake told you you have about a 10% chance to survive this within 12 hours. Right, it's long acting. Yes, so that, but that's basically your time limit here. So that's why I'm going for Larch and not, you know, the guy on the table, because he just needs to be stabilized, you know, these blood loss and all that. I don't want to interfere with that whole situation. He is also poison. Well, I know that. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) We're doing one One thing thing at a time. time. I don't want to put a bunch of guys fighting him while they're trying to close a wound. Well, and also, if you you deal with Larch to identify the poison, then you can, like, be helpful without, like, directly getting in my way. Like, no, this makes sense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Team toxicity or tox report over here. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if I want to do this before uh, Molly makes her move, but I, I have everything a nail and I want to use that to figure out how this relates to gardening. Okay. Describe everything a nail for me. When you try to overcome an obstacle by applying a skill you've mastered, draw Ellie and use the following instead of the card's forecast. Positive, your skills match the situation perfectly. Neutral, describe a complication that prevents your skill from fully translating to the situation. Take minus forward. The GM will describe how the new complication hindered your success. Or negative, your skill doesn't map to the situation at all. You fall flat on your face. Okay, what skill have you mastered that you are trying to apply here? Uh, the human body, honestly, the human body is like a garden. It is an ecosystem with its own, you know, microbes and uh, chemicals and whatnot. Uh, and if you can, you know, understand it like that, you can make sure you're putting the, the right chemicals that create growth, but not growth of bad things, and uh, deal with small parasites and other whatnot. So basically, thinking of the body as a garden, like, what does it need to be good? What does it, what, what harms those situations? Um, so I think using their skill of gardening to think of the body of an ecosystem and kind of figure out, well, if I'm having these symptoms, how though this must be causing, it must be this kind of poison, or kind of narrow it down based on what's tainting my systems okay uh give me an ellie that is a two ellie the lovers and the fool the fool positive the fool is neutral both of these are neutral two neutral Uh, let me choose Uh, the fool uh actually what was the first card the lovers you are faced with two paths Okay, that's what you're taking because the luck spirit means you drew one oh, less card. Yes, there we go. <laughs> oh, that's so true, yes. Unless you want to push. Mm, nah. Taking the lovers. Okay, the lovers. You are faced the two paths. Yeah, well, and Ty needs to describe a complication to why gardening doesn't map to this situation perfectly. Okay, yes. Dr. Larch, explain to me how maybe the human body is a little bit different from a garden of plants. Um, human body, how is it different? That's a little, this is a real toughie. Uh, 
so you know a lot of different kind of plants can exist in soil and a lot of plants have evolved to deal with bad soil and whatnot um where humans are you know a little bit more fragile than that uh it's actually less more than one ecosystem it's probably like you know your blood system your circulatory system your skin they all kind of run by slightly different rules and um yeah it's hard to to you know accurately uh transfer that information over i'd say so i think based on the symptoms you're having the sort of delirium the blurred vision you can tell that this is in the genre of some kind of nightshade poison but it's not a not any formulation that you've actually heard of before Considering how old this lance is, this is maybe a poison that was used a thousand years ago, but kind of fell out of fashion. But you can at least identify that it's some kind of nightshade, but you don't know the species or the specific formula. It's the poisons from some kind of nightshade. Ancient, ancient poison. Dr. Harper. Yeah. What do you do with this information? I mean, Crystal, I'm going to level with you. I don't know anything about Nightshade, <laughs> so I'm not 100% sure. I was just kind of got to get in there. It's, and like start a it's, wide, it's a wide range of plant families, including tomatoes, eggplant, potatoes, peppers, tobacco. Let me, well, I'll, I'll level with you. You can make up anything you want as long as it sounds good. If any of the audience is like, that's not what Nightshade does. That's not how you cure Nightshade toxicity. We're improving this, so. I mean, I'm yeah. still sending in my dudes. I'm sending in my mans to fight. Uh, probably into the snake bite. It's a very old poison, so I'd suggest maybe um coming up with some tactics that are good for like medieval warfare. Oh sure, we got yeah, we got to bring in the siege machines. Let's go. Well, yeah, take advantage of the fact that it might not this thing might not be uh familiar with modern combat styles. That's true. If we think of a poison in terms of warfare, because you know that's how you treat diseases. A poison is kind of like a guerrilla fighter. It's all over the place. It's distributed, so it's not like it's really concentrated in any one place, but there's a little bit basically everywhere. So how do you fight that? Uh, I feel like we kind of just got to sweep the whole body. Okay. Trying to sweep the whole body and kill the poison molecules. Yeah. Give me a, a scrap. Scrap. I have one pow. The fool. Uh, yeah, sure, I'll take the fool. You become who you are needed to be in this moment. I think who you are needed to be in this moment, to, to fight a guerrilla force, you need to starve them out. You need to salt the fields, you need to burn the crops, you need to make it so they cannot survive in your realm. Right, we got guys with flamethrowers <laughs> out there. Exactly. Burning the crops of a human body sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, oh, it probably, that's... yeah, but, you know, we're going to solve this one. Luke, that's what a fever is. I guess that's true. <laughs> it, it, it is a bit of a problematic <laughs> medical approach, but you are able to, all your little guys are able to stab the poison and starve the poison, and you are able to, to 
basically get rid of it, enough at least for the natural processes to flush it out of Dr. Larch. But you do also severely damage their tissue as, as collateral damage. Dr. Larch advanced your damage track to battered. Ouch, ouch, ouch. I'm sort of half paying attention to this as I'm stitching up uh, Matt and realizing that it, that might be an effective method, but there's no way a guy that's lost this much blood is going to be able to survive it. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have to put him through there. Yeah, so I'm going to turn to Sam and say, Sam, I need you to get some antidote for me. Whatever we need for, uh, what'd you say, nightshade poisoning? Nightshade poisoning. Can you do that for me? I'll see what I can do. Um, and yeah, I'm going to make a couple of quick texts to um, folks in my uh, orderly exchange. In your black market <laughs> yeah. situation? DoorDash for antidote? I mean, if you go to the pharmacy here, you might have something. Yeah, I was going to say, the hospital, I assume, has, like, a supply of various antidotes. Although, although, if you can't find anything there, you might have to resort to the black market. Okay, Depends okay, on okay, sure, drop. sure. Yeah, um, how close, I guess, are we to the, to our hospital? You're in the hospital. Oh, we're in the hospital. Yeah, yeah we're in the OR. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. I thought we were, like, doing emergency surgery in the, where the guy was. Um, okay. No, they brought him to the hospital, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, then I am just going to go to, uh, see if I can scrounge up something that might help with this. Now, you do have an ongoing obligation to shrimp, shrimp scampi to get him some Vicodin. That's true. So as you're raiding the medicine cabinet, it strikes you that there is an opportunity here. You know, it's in the middle of the night. There's not many people here. Obviously, there's a lot of chaos with the boss being very close to death. It would not be too hard for a bottle of Vicodin to disappear. Could potentially even um say painkillers were needed for this. Yeah, some painkillers might easily. even be needed for the situation. Um, so yeah, I think I think Sam is gonna give in to that impulse and uh, maybe do a quick little uh, swipey. Okay. And as you're, what do you know about nightshade poison? And you can make anything up, Lexi. Um, you know, there's a lot of different types of nightshade poison, but stemming since the like main poisoning agent stems from the same family of plants, um, they all kind of have the same, you know, set, sort of weaknesses. Um, there are very specific types of um, other plant extracts that can pretty easily counteract the primary agent. Might not completely um, undo the effects of the poison, but will at least keep it from being deadly. At least stabilize him and buy you some time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah not neutralize necessarily, but dilute the effects. Okay. And ideally, you'd want to know the specific type of poison because there are specific antidotes for specific types. But in a pinch, when you don't have that much detail, there is, um, you know, sort of a general, uh, what's the word for a poison counteract? Antidote? Antidote. Yeah, there we go. There's sort of a generalized antidote that will, that should get the job done well enough. Okay. Uh, in trying to identify what you need off this shelf, give me a challenge fate gen. Oh, okay. That's going to be a two. Temperance and the Magician. Temperance feels very appropriate for this situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Temperance, you are met with an equal and opposite reaction. So I think you rush back with the antidote you chose to the surgery room, and you're trying to apply it. How do you apply it? I think it is a topical antidote, so um, going to have to get in there and apply it to the area where the poison was. Right, right inside the wounds. Yes. Okay. 
So you put on your gloves, you reach in there, and you apply the topical antidotes into his bloody wound that is seeping with poison. Yeah. And because you are met with an equal and an opposite reaction, you can see his skin was going from pale to purple as he was being poisoned. And as you apply this antidote, you can see his skin at least going back to a relatively healthy chalk white. So it is working, but <sighs> it's still seeping out of the wounds onto your hands and burning through your gloves. It's not much. Now, I will point out that Sam is wearing gloves underneath those gloves, too. They are, they're Eidolon, and they cannot take them off. Yes, it, it's not, you're not going to be poisoned like Dr. Larch, but you're going to take a little hit. You're going to sure, at sure, least sure, advance sure. your damage track to, to Winded. That seems fair. Well, I got poisoned, too, right? Yes, you are still poisoned. <laughs> Three of four poisoned. Yeah, I'm definitely taking a, a second dose of the, the antidote and rubbing it on my arms where the, the lance sprayed me. It would be good if we can find out what specifically um, this was, or at least what the other active um, agents are, because uh, this, this will definitely kind of hold it back. But given his body's otherwise weakened state, I don't know if it'll be enough to for him to pull through without, you know, maybe something a little stronger. I agree. We also need to get him more blood. Do we have, uh, wh wh where's his chart? We must have his blood type on file. So actually, uh, uh, Sam is a universal donor, so they will just immediately offer to donate some blood. I imagine you, like, offer your arm, and I just kind of, like, look down at you, and then look back up at you. Sam, we have blood bags. We have, yeah, we have, this is a hospital. Oh, uh, right, right. <laughs> I, I appreciate the enthusiasm, but we do, we do have blood on hand. Of course. You know from Matt Fisher's chart that he is blood type AB. Then yeah, I, I, we get like a couple, you know, we get a bag of AB and get it in I get the AB into the <laughs> IV. That's right. That's what I always say. You haven't patched up his wound yet, though. He is still actively bleeding. Oh, have I not? I thought I did. <laughs> because Sam had to reach in there to apply the salve, which suggests that it's still open. That's true. We, 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 can, we can finish stitching it up and, and bandage it up if you need me to take another draw here. Yeah, I mean, I would consider that an elegant action. Yeah, sure. All right. I still have two Ellie. Two Ellie. The Hermits and the Sun. Oh, gotta go with the Sun. Of course, it's a positive card. You are given cause to celebrate. Yeah, you are able to seal the wound perfectly, even as your body is sweaty and exhausted from having to fight your own poisoning. You have stopped the bleeding and finally stabilized the patient. Everybody, Molly here, uh, here to give you the little Patreon ad break. I'm here to tell you about our Patreon. If you haven't heard about it already, I'll keep it short, sweet, and to the point uh, because that's what I want to do today. Um, for $1 a month on our Patreon, patreon.com slash playtest, you get these episodes one week early. If you are listening to Oyster 2 on the free feed right now, you could be listening to Oyster 3 if you gave us a dollar. Just something to consider. Maybe you want to get to that sooner. I would. Um, at $3 a month, you can get our design podcast that Luke and I will be, uh, well, when you hear this episode, we'll be recording tonight, probably, um, about the, uh, the beast, the wild card and the conductor. Um, definitely a fun listen. Uh, good to know if you want to know what's going on with me and Luke and what we think about the game and what we are trying to, trying to accomplish with our design changes. Um, I think it's a fun podcast. 
You also get Idol on playlists at the $3 level. You can listen to uh, this month. We had uh, me and Luke and Ty. And I think that was all... Me and Luke and Ty and Crystal. Um, I think... Yeah, that was it. We had the four of us there to talk about a playlist Crystal put together about They Might Be Giants. And you will not guess what surprise hit came out at number three. I'll tell you that right now. Um... Furthermore, at the $3 tier, you get the GM notes for each session. Um, Crystal's Oyster GM notes should be up there now, but you also get the backlog of all the disco, ska, rock, and pop notes. Um, all of the other miniseries notes, they are still up on there. You can read those whenever you feel like. For $5 a month, you get a current draft of Eidolon 2.0, Become Your Best Self, uh, which, personally, I think is a pretty fucking good game. Um, we are approaching the end of uh, making it, so if you wanted to get in now, it is a great time. Uh, we still have a few more things that we're going to revise, but not that much. So, kind of exciting. Um, for also $5 a month, I'm going to have a list of patrons. I'm going to read out some names uh, here in a little bit. That's for uh, a little bit farther away, though. For $10 a month, you get uh, the hit podcast, UG Got Fingered, as well as Actually, I'm at Free to Pod My Cast. Um, both are active right now. I believe now that the strike is done, there should be new episodes of Pod My Cast out there uh, soonish. Um, they are working on getting that back up and running. Um, we also, you know, generally our love and affection. If you give us $10 a month, that's incredible. Thank you so much. You also get Maxi's absolutely amazing soundtrack for everything that has led up to this point. Um, I don't know if the um, new miniseries themes are in there yet, but I'm sure they'll be up at some point. But you do get all of Disco and Skull, all of Rock and Pop, all of the previous themes. Um, it's a lot of music for just 10 bucks and they're all bangers they're all killer no filler when it comes to maxi so uh just something you could do uh it's well worth doing it on the 10 dollar tier there's also those uh hitman streams that are archived up there that'll be fun to watch if you want to see bart Lightkill try to do real assassinations in video game hitman um so i think that's a great time um and it's always fun to watch hitman it's a good game um here are our five dollar a month patrons today uh we'll have 25 more next time but here are today's 25 we have veldrin viridian vertigris timothy miller freddy cardio roman saffron sinclair tony androsky hannah may lover i still can't think of a good name tulip mctulipson dan tanner vogelsang maximilian gumbel megan krantz pokey's crypt John Brownlee, Parrish, Poggers Extreme, LV, Leo Mal, Cheshamiba, Nathan Pearson, Julie Lowe, and Kevin Wellens. Thanks, everybody, for your support. We really do appreciate that. Um, and that's pretty much it. Tell your friends about our podcast. Uh, we don't advertise at all, so it's up to you. We believe in you to help us get uh, spread around, and it seems like it's working, so... Tell your friends about our podcast. It's good, actually. Um, and now I'm going to let you listen to it again. Goodbye! I got to say, Doctor, some of, your, some of your best stitch work, and I've seen a lot of it. Uh, yeah, thank you. You have crashed the lance wound for the final time, and the patient has been stabilized. Might not make it through, but at least you have time to take a breath and consider your options from here on. All right, let's get him set up with some blood for the night. Uh, 
we get him a room. We can here. Yeah, let's get him a room. Get him situated, and um, hopefully he is awake before too long, and we can figure out what the hell happened. Should should we? Do you think we can request like somebody watch his room in case whoever did this comes back? That's true. We should talk to the police officers outside. They should be able to handle that. Yeah, I'm sure they can guard the room. Actually. He looks over at Sam and says, uh, we don't need to wait to question him to find out what happened, do we? Oh, um, I guess maybe not. Um, Sam pulls out, pulls off one of the, um, surgical gloves they're wearing and, um, reaches out to touch, trying to decide if I want to touch the, yeah, I want to touch the lance. Preferably a part that's not going to poison me, but I don't know if I have that luxury of the poison is coming out of the burrs at the ends, and if you just touch the safe side that people would hold while while using it in battle, you can definitely read it. Give me a uh, give me a dredge. All right, that is uh, what's dredge? Biz. Yes. One. Justice, which I believe is Doctor Harper's dissonant card. Uh, that sounds like something yep. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it is. So the situation becomes more fair, but in a negative way. Yeah, I'm gonna take the phantom clock. Oh, is this a dredge? Yes, it is. Yes. I mean, you could still push. You could still push. I am gonna push. Okay. Wait, can you push on the on a dissonant? Is it's not re- her dissonant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the tower. You forget that's always an option when you push. That always could just happen. Well, negative, <laughs> negative to negative. You know. Yeah, you know. Not much it's of a difference, it's but the funniest possible. <laughs> <laughs> just as <laughs> okay the tower um something terrible happens i think that means this goes phantom clock is at four how does something terrible happen just just for me reading this let's see let me let me think because i know what information you get but how does something terrible happen okay so you can see that very recently, the lance was just resting in the case in the penthouse apartments, as as the detective described. That was an accurate description. And you can see the lance somehow seems to move on its own. It's as if an invisible person has broken the case and busted it out. And because you're just focusing on the movement of the lance, you can't really see what's happening around it very clearly, but you can see it being thrust into Matt violently. Whoever did this to him had some kind of grudge against him, and you can feel that hatred in the lance as you're touching it. You can feel it seep through you and overwhelm you. Advance your damage track. Take it psychic damage. Crystal's beat the shit out of everybody today. (laughs) It's good. It's been a while since we've had an episode with a lot of damage. Every time someone else gets hurt, like another fire appears on my Eidolon, and I am just like (laughs) really trying to sort of clench my teeth. Actually, I have I have a question about that. If if somebody who is in pain is treated for the pain, like with a painkiller or something like that, does it go away on you, or do you still have it? Yeah, no, it goes away. Okay. Like, like my pain is like a mirror of their pain. Got it. Okay. Dr. Harper's still fresh. That's so true. <laughs> Everyone else is battered. Couldn't be me. He's fresh, all right. <laughs> okay, I think um, I think Sam just, like, sits in that vision for a second, almost, like, consumed by it, and then 
in a much more aggressive voice than I think anyone who has talked to them is familiar has ever heard from them. Um, maybe even surprising themselves a little bit with how harsh it is. Just like, oh, this was personal. Uh, sorry. Um, that was just, it was, that was a lot. Um, I couldn't see who did it, but whoever it was really, really wanted Matt dead. Why was he keeping a poison lance on his wall? Yeah, that's... Why would you keep it loaded with poison? If it's for display purposes, why would you have it battle ready? I don't know if it if it's something that you load. This this thing just seems to be nonstop emitting poison. That's fair. I'm gonna, like, take... I, I assume there's some sort of bucket or something for whatever kind of hazardous liquids you might encounter in an operating room. And I'm just sort of holding the lance over it, trying to, like, drain out all of the poison. We gotta put this thing in a sharps container or something. Yeah, I mean, it, it is this, like, a magical endless well of poison crystal, or is it draining out? You can't tell if it's endless exactly, but you're not draining it out in the time you're holding it over. You might be here for hours trying to drain it out. I'm gonna, like, grab um some of the heavier-duty tools we have for, like... If someone has, say, metal shrapnel embedded in them or something, and, uh, like, I'm just imagining sort of, like, bolt cutters, and I'm gonna just snip the tip of the lance off, like, below the burrs. Oh, yeah, the jaw of li- jaws of life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that there is, like, a much larger sort of channel for the poison to come out through. I mean, this thing's not that big. There shouldn't be that much in it. No, but it is a thick piece of metal, maybe a little thicker than the shrapnel you usually cut. Okay, um, are you saying I can't cut it or that I need to draw to cut it? You you will need to draw to cut it. Um, give me a challenge fates pow. Alright, that's one. <laughs> the moon, negative. Something unknown or unknowable interferes. Alright, yeah, I like that for this. <laughs> You're trying to cut it with, uh, what kind of cutters are you cutting it with? I imagine kind of like big bolt cutters that kind of you sort of grab with like two handles on each side and sort of squeeze together. Like, I guess someone else would need to be holding the lance for me while I do this. Yeah, Sam's doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theoretically, this is something that should be large enough and powerful enough to cut this lance. But as you clamp down on it, the blade of your bolt cutters cracks and just falls apart into two pieces. Something in this lance is resisting being cut. Um... Tough metal. And you can tell it's not its not just the metal itself, because it is, you know, tough metal, but it's also a thousand years old. It doesn't look that tough. There's something above the physical in this lance that is resisting being cut. Okay. Well, that might explain why he had it on display. If this is, like... Some sort of Eidolon artifact. There's gotta be a way to stop it. I mean, it wasn't leaking poison when it was on display. It couldn't have been, right? Right. It wouldn't make any sense. Maybe the case stops it. Uh, the case that got broken. Yeah. Was there any, um, when the case was broken, is there any, like, blood or evidence of the person that broke it here? I guess that's what I'm investigating. <laughs> I mean, the detective gave me zero useful information, so. Typical cop. Okay, you're trying to investigate it for any evidence of who was holding it? Yeah, or maybe, like, put some tape on it and see if I can get fingerprints or something like that. But, yeah, see if there's any investigation I can get from what's happened here. All right, uh, give me an investigate. My gen again. Bad, my gen is bad. I have one, and I am I still at draw one less card? Do I just get zero? 
No, that was just a one time. The Hierophants. Oh, I discovered something. Um, I would like to discover what happened here recently. What happened here recently? You discover something. I think what you discover as you try to do your masking tape fingerprints is that there is an absence of fingerprints. Even if someone was wearing a glove, you would think that there would be some kind of impression that you could notice still. Yeah, gloves will smudge it. Yeah, smudging it, like maybe the dust pattern, something like that. But even though it it seems from Sam's vision that someone held it and stabbed Matt, there is not any evidence of it being held. Hmm. Did Matt get anybody else idol arms? Also, the ritual. Well, we know for a fact, based on Sam here, that it doesn't require a ritual all the time. This could be something besides what's to do with us. It it could it could require a ritual. I don't really know how um, the original owner of these got them. Right, that's what I'm saying. It could be an outside force that we don't know. I think it was, I think whoever attacked him was an Eidolon user. I mean, if they imbued, it could be. My working theory at this point is that that lance on the wall was never poisoned until it was picked up or grabbed by whoever uh, stabbed Matt with it. All right. Well, I just sort of like drop it into the bucket and uh, then bag up the bucket. Like, I guess this is good enough for now. Um, I guess we should just hand it over to the police, right? The snake in the corner speaks up and says, yeah, the poison will be contained for now. What are you? What? Hey, uh, why? What, what is that? Why snake? Why is snake here? You give me advice sometimes. Snakes have been on this planet much longer than humans. The, why Larch, you brought are a you snake here? into an operating room? Yes. Yeah. Is that weird? Isn't this where I belong? Isn't that the symbol of your staff? There's a snake coiled around it. Aesthesius. Exactly. They know what I'm talking about. I don't think it was literal. Then why is it there? Because <laughs> it looks cool. What? I mean. What are you specifically doing here? Well, I was uh, called by Dr. Larch. That's what happens when someone has extremely bad luck. All right, whatever. I, we finish our job, all right? And if this is going to continue, if this is going to continue, we're going to need rest. So I suggest we call it a night. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Sam, what about you? Well, somebody's got to clean up. Someone's got to do the dirty work. Sam, we have... Well, there are other employees. You have so much dedication. There are other employees at the hospital. There are people that are on a night shift right now and didn't get called in in the middle of the night. <sighs> and you, he looks at the snake, get the hell out of here. You're not... You're not sanitary. Well, okay. I guess I'll bounce. Since Dr. Larger did play a neutral card. <laughs> and disappears. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah, I don't know. I, I understand like half the thing that snake says. Uh, I think as you leave the room, Detective Percy Gemini interrupts you and says, "Okay, now it's time for us to talk." All right, let's talk. Okay. Who could have done this to Mister Fisher? Isn't that your job to figure out? Our job was to stop it from happening. Yes, and my job is to interrogate persons of interest such as yourself. Okay, well, this person of interest is very tired and just had to perform emergency surgery. I can see that you're fairly battered, but what about you, Dr. Harper, is it? 
Oh, did I not also get woken up in the middle of the night? You are visibly fresher than the others. Okay, and we already talked, and I'm not sure what you want from me here. Did Matt have any enemies that would have done this to him? I mean, not that I knew personally, but I have to imagine he did. It's not like this is a normal way to practice medicine, but it is effective. I can imagine any other medical company deciding they didn't like what he was doing. So you're suggesting that this was done by a rival medical company, in your judgment? You asked me who Matt's enemies were. I told you who Matt's enemies were. I'm just doing my job, Doctor. Uh-huh. I, I don't think any of us know of any specific personal enemies of Matt's. Um, pretty much everyone here at the hospital loves him. Hey, why did you wait so long to bring him in? Why did I wait so long to bring him in? Yeah, you heard me. There was, you said 40 minutes, Crystal, right? That's right. He came in at least 40 minutes after the stabbing happened. This could have been a lot safer if we'd gotten to him quicker. What was the delay? All right. I admit his injury was not initially as grievous as it appears now. He was still conscious and I was trying to talk to him, but once his condition worsened, I brought him here. He had a foot-long lance in his crotch. What do you mean it didn't look that serious? Even so, he was still standing and speaking. It took a while for him to collapse like this. Were you able to get any good information out of him before he collapsed? Wait, hold on, hold on. You, you didn't call, you could have called for medical attention immediately and then questioned him. Why would you have, this doesn't make any sense. Are you familiar with the phone number 911? It's for situations like that. He was insistent that it was not necessary. But once he was about to collapse, he told me to call you. Hmm. Sounds like a personal grudge. Someone that maybe from his past, he knows him personally instead of maybe a professional. He didn't want to come in at all initially. And then when he was collapsing, asked for us specifically. I wonder if he didn't want the rest of the hospital to know the specifics of what happened. It might have been bad PR for him. Can I, like, maybe dredge to see if this guy is telling the truth about why the delay happened? Yeah, sure. Give me a dredge. Okay. Yeah, my biz is one. That is a judgment. Negative. Your past failures catch up to you. I'm gonna push. Okay. With the Wheel of Fortune, neutral. You are at the mercy of the fates. That's your dissonant card! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Dr. Pryor, please read for me your dissonant effect. Uh, when you play your dissonant card, apply the following forecast. You're too certain that you're right and you miss something important as a result. Discard half of the ready for anything cards you have set aside. Oh, I should have gotten ready for anything at the start of this. You know what? You should have. <laughs> That's so doodle. Whoopsie. Well, they would be discarded. Yep. You're too certain that you're right and you miss something important as a result. You seem certain that... Um, Detective Gemini was not being truthful about her story. Is that true? Yeah, it just, it doesn't add up to me that somebody with that fucking medieval weapon jammed into their pelvis would be like, oh, that doesn't look that serious. We, we can wait on this. Even if you don't know about the poison. I, I felt the pain of having those burrs jammed into me. You're not, you're not just sitting down and having a chat. Okay. You are fairly certain that uh, the detective here is lying or leaving something out. Okay. And because of that, 
you're not thinking about the implications of if her story is true. Right. Because if it is true, that would imply that there's something about Matt that makes him able to withstand a grievous injury like this more than you would expect from a normal person. But to you, he is a normal person. There's nothing weird about that guy. So the detective must be lying. Hmm. Then, yeah, I think I'm just going to eye the detective suspiciously, suspiciously, and, uh, really, I'm just looking for the first opportunity I can just to get out of here. I need some fucking sleep. Okay, Dr. Pyre, I'll let you rest, and, uh, we'll continue this conversation in the morning. I'm looking forward to it. Can the rest of us go? Yes, the rest of you can go. Thank you. Sam, as you're walking away, you get the sense that there's something familiar about this detective. You can't quite put your finger on it, but would you like to pursue this feeling? I would, yes. Yeah, give me a dredge. Yeah, I think I feel almost, um, compelled to. Uh, dredge, it's gonna be a one. The magician, positive, you achieve the impossible. Love to achieve the impossible. What do I remember? What do I figure out here? Sam, can you tell me more about who you got these gloves from? Ah, uh, to a degree. Um, Sam doesn't really know much about her himself, but they originally came from a older woman, um, somewhat known in the area um, as a, a psychic. Uh, she would do readings for people. Um, she was, you know, one of those sort of locally famous kind of people just for, you know, being a notable character, as it were, you know. Every, everyone knows everyone knows the, the psychic woman who will, you know, perform seances and do read, readings for you from, you know, whatever. Uh, her specialty was in, like, reading objects, which makes a lot more sense once Sam got those gloves and dis discovered that she actually did have the power to, uh, to, to see uh, into objects. Um, she died in the hospital from what doctors assumed was some sort of drug overdose. Uh, but when Sam picked up the gloves, they were, it was like they were holding, um, a vision of the last thing their previous owner saw, which was somebody, um, giving her those drugs, forcing her to take them. Uh, couldn't tell who, but, um, whatever was, there was clearly something going on because, uh, the, the lady herself seems to kind of be remaining as sort of a remnant within the gloves, and every once in a while it, it feels like she's the one pushing Sam to do things or remember things. She, uh, she wants to figure out who killed her and um, bring them to justice. She wants revenge. What was her name? Uh, as far as Sam knows, her name is Vera Gemini. Sam, you couldn't quite tell it at first because Detective Gemini has a much different hairstyle. <laughs> yep. But as you inspect her face more closely and you're not distracted by dying patients, you can see that she is the spitting image of Vera Gemini. They seem to be identical twins. Sam turns around to ask her, not even sure what, um, officer, um, sorry, this is maybe a personal question, but did, did you know a woman named Vera? Yes, she was my sister, and she actually died in this very hospital not too long ago. Right, I, I remember. I'm so sorry. Were, were you too close? 
Not as close as I wished we could have been. She was always a little strange and off in her own little esoteric world. I understand that she died of a drug overdose, and if I had maybe been a little more attentive to her, maybe I could have helped her before it killed her. I'm really sorry. Did you know she was in trouble? I didn't know she was in that big of trouble. Sam, are you wearing the gloves right now? Uh, yeah, Sam can't take them off. I mean, they can, but they always, like, reappear on their hands. It's like, you know, a cursed object. Okay, so it, it, it's not a Freddy from Twin Peaks thing where, like, they're your skin now. No, 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 no. It's, it's the thing, it's the thing where, um, you know, the, the virtuoso has a starting move recall, only, um... Yeah, you're just sort of passively doing that all the time. Sam, yes, well, yeah, Sam's not really in control of that, um, the way I think of it is, um, the Vera's spirit is still in control of the Eidolon, so if Vera wants Sam to be wearing the gloves, Sam's wearing the gloves. And what were you about to say to the detective? Um, but, but she did have trouble, or was in trouble of some sort. I knew that she was using, but I didn't know that her drug problem was that bad. Oh, right, right. Why do you ask? Oh, Sam's not good at lying. I'm trying to think of what Sam would say here. Um, I, I mean, I was on, I was on duty when, when she came in, and I was, you know, responsible for, um, responsible for kind of taking care of her while the doctors were trying to save her. And I don't know, I guess I feel a bit, I just wish there was more we could have done. I, I feel bad about it. Was there more you could have done? Maybe if we'd known more about what what she'd taken, um, you know, any details about what had happened, potentially. But, I mean, when she, she came in, we didn't really have any information other than that she was non-responsive. So, I mean, we did the best we could. It wasn't enough. You did the best you could. You know, I remember uh, Mr. Fisher coming in and holding her hand for an hour, part of his medicine-that-cares approach. I hope that at least comforted her. Sam just kind of quietly nods. By the way, where did you get those gloves? Oh, what Sam say here? Because it's weird to be wearing them <laughs> in a hospital. <laughs> um, I think Sam's going to say, from a costume shop, I lost a bet last week. I have to wear them all week. Give me a dazzle. Let me see that glam. Yeah, glam, that's also a one for Sam. All right, last card in the deck, the Hermit. Neutral, your actions isolate you. So d tell me again what lie you're telling her. Um, I'm, I'm saying that they came, that the gloves came from a costume shop and that Sam is wearing them because they lost a bet. Would you mind taking them off and handing them to me? Uh, Sam does so. These sort of look like a medium's gloves. Yeah, I think I, I think they were called fortune teller's gloves. So I guess you must have picked up the habit from Vera, right? Is this like a hobby for you? Uh, no, I've never, I mean, it's just a costume. I've never done fortune telling before. I wonder, would you mind if I inspected these overnight? No, not at all. Thank you. Have a good night, Sam. Sam silently nods and walks off, sweating bullets. All of you return home to get some much-needed sleep. But Sam, until Detective Gemini gives these gloves back to you, you have been severed from the revenge of Vera Gemini. 
Handle on Playtest is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at Audio Entropy on Twitter or at patreon.com slash idleonplaytest. You can also find us on co-host at idleonplaytest. You can find Lexi at TabletopGamera on Twitter or at Fox on co-host. Crystal at Arcane Crystal on Twitter. Luke at SSJ Speed Racer on Twitter. Ty at Sirius Tiberius on Twitter. And Molly at your friend Molly with a Y-E-R on a number of websites. Eidolon Oyster will be back on November 27th next week for patrons and December 4th for everyone else. See you then. 